morning. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. The Drive with Tay and Piper. Latte, Kyle Tosk. We're going to be guesty today. Andy Olson, Channel 3, going to join us at 3.30. We're going to talk some Illini basketball with him. I want to ask him about the Illini women's basketball squad. Um, after such a fantastic season last year, and basically returning everyone. And they've gotten hot a little bit of late, although they just lost a tough one the other night. But it's certainly not a great season thus far for Shauna Green squad. So want to ask Andy about that. And also high school basketball with girls and boys getting ready to uh, get into regional play. The girls, those pairings are announced. The boys come out around 4 o'clock, I believe is what the IHSA says. On Friday, I, of course, will have... Take note of that, having a son that's a junior. So it will be fun to kind of watch and see where they go, who they play, et cetera. So we'll talk to Andy Olson, get his lowdown from Channel 3. He was also kind enough to come and uh, not only get a highlight of of, uh, Andrew the other day in basketball, but then he took a video of my mom and I. Mom looked great. I looked like I was 485 pounds. So at least (laughs) I was under 500 and I was sitting there writing, you know, writing my little uh, notes, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, do we have to do this, Andy? Could you maybe, maybe shoot it straight on next time? Might help me a little bit or let me stand up. Uh, but no, that was great of Andy to do that. And then at 4.05, Luke Goody is going to join us. He's finally broken away from practice and uh, we'll get the lowdown on Luke as they get a week off. I'm kind of interested to how their week has gone thus far and what the next two days look like as they get ready for Saturday's matchup at East Lansing. So we'll talk to Andy Olson, 3.30, Luke Goody at 4.05. We'll probably hear from Brett Bielma as well. He and the new defensive backs slash associate head coach, David Gibbs, they met with the media today at uh, the Smith Center. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah, Smith Center. So they uh, they met with the media, and uh, you'll hear from Coach B. We haven't heard from him in a while. So be good to get his take on uh, Coach Gibbs and also kind of how things are going. Now, Kyle, today is signing day, right? Number two. Yes. And Illinois signed one dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the majority of their work done in uh, signing day number one, but – they uh, were able to get a safety, I believe. Is that correct? Out of Kansas? Am I like shooting in the dark here? I know Kyle is kind of efforting this as we go, but uh, certainly that was the only thing Illinois was able to Tanner Heckle. That's it. Three star safety. Okay. Linden, Kansas. Do you think he literally sits in the uh, backfield and heckles people? I mean, seriously, do, do you think you almost like, have to, you, you almost have to be just the best <laughs> trash talker on the field. If you got that last name, he's, he's got to come in just talking smack. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure, figure out if he's one of those, you know, when we, uh, when we move along in the season. So, but yeah, we should be able to hear from coach B and of course signing day, the second signing day is usually not as exciting. I know I was trying to read some stuff. Alabama had had, uh, big-time receiver commit. He had committed to Saban, then decommitted. Now he's committed back to Alabama. The number one player in the country is a cornerback, and he's going to Georgia. I think Georgia had the number one class overall. That was according to ESPN. Ohio State, by the way, was third on that. So Ryan Day and the Buckeyes are rolling because we mentioned this yesterday or the day before that I think they have a chance to be the national champion this season. They're going to be really, really good not only with the returning players, but getting a lot of portal guys, especially from Alabama, when Saban announced that he was retiring. And then now they're getting it done on the recruiting trail as well. So we'll see. How much, Kyle, I want to ask you this. How much regression do you think Michigan makes? Obviously, losing J.J. McCarthy is a big deal. Losing Blake Corum is a big deal. They've got another they running back. They lost a ton of their defense as well. That's right. That's all right. seniors. The big defensive lineman, uh, he was really good. I can't think of his name, but... I mean, obviously Michigan's not going to fall off a cliff, but where do you think they go in uh, in terms of like national? Like when they finish number one with winning a national title, do they start the year top fifteen? You think, or without yeah, McCarthy, they'll start top fifteen. I just think a defending champ, you're not yeah. going to knock them that far. I do think maybe an eight and four, nine and three team next mm. year. I just, I, I don't know, I. You lose Harbaugh kind of late. Like, it was kind of after that first portal period where now you're seeing some guys start to leave and they didn't really have 
you know, when they were going out and recruiting the portal, they didn't really know, well, is Harbaugh going right. to be there or not? And they didn't really add a ton. And you lose so many seniors. I think, like, at least two-thirds of their starters last year were seniors who won't be back. Obviously, you lose McCarthy. And Sharon Moore's in his first year now as head coach. So I, I, I would imagine that it helps them that the 12-team playoff is here now. Good point. Because if there was still a four-team playoff, I don't think I would predict no, them. No. To really come anywhere close to that, I do think they'll probably be in competition for the back end of that twelve-team playoff. But uh, I think I think it'll definitely be a pretty sharp decline, at least for a year for yeah. them, as Sharon Moore starts to kind of build things back up. I thought of this while you were just talking in my office in Villa Grove. I have three shirts autographed by Illinois players, uh, and one of them is a Kurt Kittner jersey that I had the players that that crew from '01. I had Ron Turner, Josh Whitman, Kurt Kittner, and some of those guys when they came back for their uh, celebration of that anniversary, had them sign it. But I was two of them are basketball, and Kyle, they're they're all shirts that I covered, the teams that I covered, and one of them was of course the Lon Kruger crew that won the Big Ten with Matty Heldman and those crew, and then the other is a back to back title under Self with Frank and Corey, et cetera, Brian. But the football one. I was looking at, and I'm like, this is from, I was telling a buddy, I'm like, this is the 01 Big Ten champions. And I said, hell, that might be the last Big Ten championship that Illinois football ever has. Is that like, is that, is that out of hand to no, say? No, not at all. I mean, with, with now, with, you know, you couldn't get it done with what you had in the Big Ten, and now you're adding the likes of Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA, and, and, and I'm sure in the future it's just going to keep getting bigger. I, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't see them stopping now with the Big right. Ten. Right, and you get rid of divisions now, so it's just going to be the top two teams right. that go to the championship game. So at least when you had the Big Ten West, well, we could sneak a West title yeah. every once in a while, and then you get to the championship game, and who knows? Maybe you pull <laughs> right. a big upset. <laughs> Getting to the championship game is going to be near impossible Almost now. Impossible. So, and this I, isn't a, necessarily a, a rip on Illinois. There's no, a lot of schools not. that will fall in this category. There's, I mean, there's kind of the top. What would you say? Are there six re, like legitimate Big Ten teams in the future that could win Big Ten titles? You yeah. got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State could probably do it. Yep, USC Oregon, definitely could. Oregon, USC, Washington just went to the national they title did. game. They lost so, their coach to Bama. Yeah, former but. Saluki, by the way. So yeah, I mean, when you look at that, I mean, Iowa, maybe Wisconsin yeah. at some point under Fickle. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for even them in Iowa to. I agree. Crack and, it, and I would assume that Coach Ferentz is going to retire eventually. Yeah, in Iowa, and that doesn't mean that Iowa will fall off, but certainly he's done an unbelievable job. He's got to be the dean of the conference, right? Yeah, easily. In terms of coaches, is there anybody that's coached longer than him at a no, at a Big Ten? Can't close, be. right? Can't even be close unless I'm just forgetting something. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. There, there's I'm, no way. I'm, I don't think so. There's no way. So, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I, I I thought of that the other day, and I was like, this jersey that I have with the signatures might be the last time. That might be the last Big Ten championship a Illinois football team ever wins. And, that, I mean, that's sad to say. <laughs> that's really sad to say. But it's kind of realistic when you look at it. And I, I, I don't know. I, we had this conversation. Where I think you were here one day. And I asked Piper, I'm like, now, now don't laugh at this when I say this. Because obviously I'm taking out everything like the prestige, the money, all of this. But if all things were equal, would you just rather be in the MAC? And have a chance to win championships and win 10 to 12 games a year. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm not yeah. saying the MAC would be easy, but would you rather face Toledo and Ball State and Bowling Green instead of Ohio State, Michigan, <laughs> and Oregon? I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I love the Big Ten. I'm a traditionalist. I, I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen. But I, I thought of that like one day. I'm like, w would you rather be in a conference that's a, like if, 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 the Big Ten said, okay, we're going to break away these eight teams. These eight teams are the ones that have just proven through the years that they have the ability to dominate this conference or at least compete for a title. And then the rest of you guys, the, the remaining ten, the, you know, the Iowa, the Illinois, the Indiana, et cetera, Purdue, you guys are going to have your own, like Big Ten light almost. And then you'd have a chance to – 
Like if, if they said we're going to split this conference into halves and, and all the power teams are going over here and then you guys and whoever wins your conference, Big Ten light, gets a spot in the 12-team playoff, I mean, I'd be a lot more excited as a fan, right? I mean, I, you'd have For a shot. sure, yeah. You'd have a shot. So, that would definitely be more intriguing than just like yeah, right, all of a sudden right. Illinois is in the MAC, you know? <laughs> that, even though you probably win a lot of games every year and have right. like – Seven straight conference championships. It's just it's not the same as you're those not getting fired up for Akron coming in. National, <laughs> you know the national exposure that comes with the Big Ten. Yeah, but, no, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah that would uh, that'd be a viable solution. There is just let these top eight teams, the Oregon's, yeah. the Ohio States, they can have their own conference where they play beat each, each other, other up. Yeah, and then the the winner of Illinois, Rutgers, Maryland. <laughs> uh, who else? Indiana, Purdue. Purdue. Yep. Do you do you include Wisconsin in the eight? Like, let's let's get our eight. Wisconsin's got to be yeah. So it'd be Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Oregon, Penn State, Wisconsin. I think you do have to probably, probably stick Wisconsin and Iowa, Iowa both in yeah. there. And so that's seven. Who are we missing here? Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Depends if you want to throw Washington, Washington in there as well. Oh, they just again played in a national title game. So yeah. So let's, for, for the sake of argument on this experiment, we'll go Washington. So then that leaves in the other half. That oh, leaves. Would we have to do nine then if we want to go half and half? Oh, that's true. No, just let them have eight. Okay, and the other conference can have ten. Yeah, we'll have ten. We'll split into two divisions, maybe a five. Or you wouldn't even have to have divisions. So you'd have Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska. Yeah. And uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Michigan Rutgers, State. Michigan State. Rutgers, that's eight. UCLA. Maryland, UCLA, that's 10. That's 10. That's it. That's your 10. And then take your chances there. And just say, okay, you 10, one of you, the champion, gets a spot in the 12-team playoff. The other, the stud bracket with eight, four of those go. So now you got five of your uh, – four are, are automatic in, let's say. So now you got five of your 12, and then the SEC is going to throw five. So there's 10. And then what? You'd have one from the Big 12. Is that even yeah, going to be around? It I, is. <laughs> Though they're going to the lose. Pac 12 not. They're going to lose Texas and Oklahoma, but they just mm. added Houston and Cincinnati and a couple others. I mean, it's 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 all it won't ever happen. Yeah, right? no, because the the other division, cool to think about. the other conference with the top teams is not is not going to be too happy about that because right. the eighth place team in that conference might be a better football team than whoever wins the other one, but they're going to go one and eight in conference or whatever. So yeah. it's just that. Uh, I think if there was a Big Ten meeting, it would be pretty. Uh, it, it would be interesting. Pretty split on that idea. I did not come in today with this thought in mind to talk about this, but. It's kind of interesting. Randy did mention Oregon fourth overall in recruiting. Oregon's going to be really good. It's for funny, the next like couple of years. There, there's an example of when the date switches from 23 to 24. I always make mistakes when I write a check. I don't write many, obviously, but when when I have written a check, I constantly get 23 until it's like April, and then I'm finally into 24. I didn't even like when I looked at the list. I didn't even think about Oregon being in the Big Ten. So it's already started. It's already begun. And Illinois, of course, has to go to Oregon. That'd be kind of a fun trip. Yeah, okay, other so, than the final score of that football game. Well, right, yeah. right. Let's say we don't go to the game, but we just go to take part in everything totally. else. Yeah, that's cool. Everything else. Um, All four of these new spots. Right. What would you? So if I told you, Kyle, because of your fine work here, I'm going to pay for you to go attend an Illinois road game at either USC, UCLA, course they play in the same place right do they play in the same no usc's got their own got stadium their own. ucla plays Why at the I rose think bowl they played at the same did they used to all play at the same that doesn't matter um oregon and washington if i gave you those four where what you picking what you picking how about that for grammar coming out i think i'd have to go with ucla because of the rose bowl that's fair that's just that's fair to experience that even though and again, to the point of like, will Illinois actually be back to another real Rose Bowl? I doubt it. I don't know. So to just experience that setting, I think would be cool, even though that's probably the worst of the four yeah. opponents. Yeah. Well, then if you went with the little 10 again, and then you had like the Pac-12 go with their little 10 or their Pac-10 back to the normal, you could then establish those bowl games again. So let's say, you know, let's say... Uh, I don't know who. Uh, let's say Michigan State wins our little 10, 
and they get a spot in the 12-team playoff. Maybe the second-place team gets to go to the Rose Bowl, which you could play two Rose Bowls. Right? I mean, in other words, the Rose Bowl that the 12-team playoff is going to be in is not really the Rose Bowl. It's just a site for that semifinal game. And that's the other thing, too, is the Rose Bowl is going to be permanently a part of the playoff now that it's 12-team. I didn't realize that, but yeah. But you could play two games there, right? Yeah, why not? So you could play, you know, the our little 10 would then establish again all the cool bowl games that we used to love. So, you know, you'd have a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. You'd have a chance to go. You could, could keep the uh, the bowl games down in Florida. Then it would be more fun because then then you're competing against – Teams from the Pac-12 or whatever it is, whatever it's going to be called, and the Big 12 and all that, and then you'd have a shot. I don't know. I'm dreaming here. I, I didn't, <laughs> this is never going to happen, no, but it would be great. I think it's it kind of cool uh, to think like that. You know, Yeah, USC plays That's the right. Yeah, I was trying to think of that. I don't know why I'm having that thought. But uh, a 217, does Illinois football make the 12-team playoff by 2030? No. I don't think so either. Now, that team two years ago would have been on the cusp of possibly – they would have been in consideration before they fell off right. late. No, they would have been in, like when they have the late season Tuesday night right. shows, they would have been in for a couple weeks there until they lost to Purdue and Michigan like, State. Like the NFL, uh, my favorite yep. bracket that's ever been produced is the NFL yep. playoff picture, and down to the bottom right in is the always the Arizona Cardinals at 5-8. In and the eight. hunt. They're the last team that's in the hunt. <laughs> It's usually the Bears and the Cardinals are in that bottom right bracket of in the hunt. Yeah, and it's like, oh, there it is. There's my favorite bracket ever. So, no, I'm with you. I I don't think that Illinois will make the 12-team playoff, but you never know. I I know Brett Bielma's – he's building depth. He's Gives you an outside shot because, like, you could go – you could finish fourth in the Big Ten and be in consideration. Very good point. In, in this new landscape where you got these two power conferences. And, you know, if you're like this year's schedule, if you had a really good Illinois team, this year's schedule is doable. Now, you got Michigan at home. And if you were ever going to host Michigan, this is the year, right? They just lost Very Harbaugh. True. They lost McCarthy. They lost all their defense, like you said, or a lot of it. Uh, they lost Blake Corum. They lost that good receiver, I think, as well. I think so, yeah. So, Wilson. if you've, I mean, now they're going to reload. Like their whole offensive line, I think, is gone. Okay. So, if you ever had a shot, I guess, I mean, you got a returning quarterback and Luke Altmyer, and, and you've got some skill in the offensive side of the ball. It's just how the defense is going to play. We'll see how that materializes. And I don't think hardly, I mean, in my mind, I'm not going to probably walk into Memorial Stadium that day and think that Illinois is going to take down Michigan, but it would be fun to think about. It's not like playing the last three years right. Michigan team. Right. It's like you at least can maybe keep that one competitive. Would agree, would agree. And I, I did see they're giving a commemorative ticket to that game to all-season ticket holders, so I'm excited to get that ticket. That'll be cool. I'm still one of the idiots, I've said this, that still gets my tickets. Like, they mail them to me. And they used to be really cool. Like, they had designs on them. They had a player on it. There was really, you know, be like Pork Day or whatever, you know. <laughs> do they still do Pork Day or whatever? But now it's just a generic white ticket, you know, that you just... <laughs> Probably because they're in. like, who in the world actually wants the paper tickets? Let's just give them a sheet of paper. Me, me. And put a Put a <laughs> Illinois versus Michigan on it and just pretend this is a ticket. I don't want to be, after a good morning of tailgating, I don't want to be fumbling through my phone in line trying to find my ticket to get in. I know it's simple. I know it would only take one time and I'd figure it out, but I just, I don't. You can save it on like your lock screen too, (laughs) where you don't even have to go anywhere. You can like take a picture of it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that that gets you in. So I guess I could have Andrew do that in the morning and then I'd be set, but uh, knowing me, I'd accidentally delete it as I was in line, and then I'm holding up the line. I don't know where to go to get it, so I'm like, just give me my ticket. I put it in my wallet. I walk up. I hand it to him. I'm in. That's, that's perfect. I, I know I'm not the only one that does that, but I'm sure I'm one of the last of the Mohicans when it comes to that. So we'll see. We'll see as we go. But, yeah, it, it, it just it's an interesting thought. You know, when you look at Illinois, they go to Oregon. You're not going to win that game. No. you got Michigan at home. You're probably not going to win that game. But, again, it's a pretty – doable Michigan team this year since they lost like so much talent and we know they're going to reload. What else do you have on the docket? You got Iowa got that here. that game. Kansas is coming here Kansas for that return coming. game. And that quarterback is back. Jalen Daniels, yep. Yeah, that quarterback is back. Uh, I thought he was transferring. Did he enter the portal and then come back? It doesn't matter. I don't whatever. think he Just, entered the portal, but I can double check. Just beat 
just beat Kansas. That'd be nice. You got Eastern, then you got Kansas, then you got like Eastern Michigan on that schedule. So I don't know. I mean, let's see. Minnesota would come here, I believe. Iowa would come here. Indiana, you I go. I don't think you play Iowa next year. Oh, really? You got to remember, you got the four, new four oh, teams. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you're not getting the Big Ten West every year. We'll play Northwestern here. Or was that game here this year? Uh, it was here yeah, this was year. Here. So that's you go right. to Evanston. You also go to Penn State. Ooh, okay. To Nebraska as well. Nebraska's getting better. That's right. They're getting better. Michigan State comes here. You go to Rutgers. Yeah, and they just had – no, I'm thinking Maryland. Maryland had like the 38th recruiting class in the country. That's not bad. Michigan State's got a brand-new coach now, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. Ah. He's doing some good work in recruiting. They just – they landed – Didn't they used to have a coach named John L. Smith? Maybe. That's hey, weird. You're going back before me. I yeah, think. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm positive he coached at – But he went out and he brought his backup quarterback who was at Oregon State last year who I think was a former five-star, so – Oh, okay. Well, He's uh, – they might be actually pretty – Decent. Yes. John L. Smith was the head coach at Michigan State and led the Spartans to a 22 and 26 overall record from 03 to 06. There you go. So that's how many, how, how often do you have two John Smiths coach your football program? That's about as basic of a name as you can find. And they've hired two now. So that's interesting. All right. Well, that was fun to just kind of regurgitate and just talk about. Uh, I, was try, I was trying it in my mind to get us back to like, Great point, 217 on the text line. The Northwestern game's going to be at Wrigley Field. Oh, they did right. just say that. Yep. Hey, I might take two trips outside of baseball to Wrigley Field, that Winter Classic and the Illinois Northwestern game. That'd be kind of fun. And then maybe maybe I'll meet you up in Chicago. We'll go to a uh, Cardinals-Cubs game. Yeah, that would be awesome. At Wrigley. That would be that would be cool. Maybe you and Pipes and I can uh, make that happen. We'll go up and check. Uh, take it. We'll, we'll take Trevor. So that you have two, yeah. So I'm not outnumbered on the Cubs side and two Cardinals fans. I think to make it Evie, uh, Evie, even, I think that would work. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Andy Olson, Channel Three, going to ask him about Illinois hoops. Going to ask him about some Illinois football chatter and high school basketball getting ready for postseason play. So we will talk it up with Andy Olson from Channel Three. Does a great job on their uh, in their sports department, and then of course 405, Luke Goody, our guy is going to be joining us, and we'll ask him what Illinois is doing this week as they prepare for Michigan State. We'll do it all next. It is The Drive. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. When Ross went out, I always told him, be careful. And that was the last time I got to see him. Because someone didn't slow down and move over. Ross had on a bright orange shirt with reflective stripes the night he was killed. He always had that smile. He just lit up the room when he came in. Slow down and move over when you see Flashing lights. Everybody is somebody, somebody. When you see lights flashing, use caution passing. Let's all go home safe tonight. Get ready for the 23rd Annual Best in Show Photographic Print Competition from Urbana Park District and the Champaign County Camera Club. Photo entries displayed at Lincoln Square Mall February 10th through the 25th. Enter the competition before January 24th at the cost of $5 for the first print and $3 for each additional print. After January 24th, it's $10 for the first print and $3 for each additional print. Kids 17 and under can enter free. There's nine different categories. Learn more at urbanaparks.org. Want unbeatable prices on your next furniture purchase, but also seeking that local hometown feel? Look no further than Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. Customers rave about their friendly, established staff, as well as their great selection, amazing prices, and second-to-none delivery service. They're a third-generation local business, and they've always got your best interests at heart. Find the look you love for less. Open 9 to 5, Monday through Saturday, but always available online at kelseyfurniture.com. That's KelseyFurniture.com. 
PDR Automotive has now been serving the Champaign-Urbana area for over 50 years. To give you some perspective, 50 years ago ended the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was when Secretariat won the Triple Crown. So what does that mean for you and your vehicle? Whether you need a carburetor overhauled or your new vehicle computer system diagnosed or programmed, PDR Automotive has the experienced, knowledgeable staff that can handle all your automotive needs. Online at PDRauto.com, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are... PDR. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Here's your OSF Healthcare Medical Minute. Hi, I'm Dr. Ahmad from OSF uh, Pain and Spine Center in Urbana, and I wanted to emphasize the importance of how common back pain and neck pain is and some of the things that can cause that. Back pain is as common as the common flu, and uh, everybody in their life gets some back pain. The uh, most common reason is posture problems, or uh, some injuries. And therefore, if initial posture adjustments, some exercises or anti-inflammatory medicines don't help, it is important to get a hold of a physical medicine rehabilitation doctor to get examined and see if there are any red flags about any nerve injury or get bones looked at by an x-ray. For more information, visit osfhealthcare.org. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. poking fun of me man he's not really though kyle he's comparing myself to him you guys are similar in a lot very of very similar he said uh lon's just like me he prefers to write a check for his paper ticket and stuff it in his costanza style wallet <laughs> i do actually charge my tickets so i i guess maybe i've made a big move in life where they hold a card there at the uh, U of I for me. So they've, they've got my information. <laughs> I guess if they ever want to take me to the woodshed, they've, uh, they could do that. But uh, yeah, no, I- I'm with your dad here. See, Kyle, cool people like your dad and I, we still like to have a paper ticket. Uh, Andy Olson's one of the younger kids in life. I'm sure he can use a mobile ticket to get in anywhere, but he always has a press pass, so that helps. From Channel 3, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at WCIA3. Andy, I got that right. Hey, I appreciate you coming out and uh, shooting highlights uh, the other night of STM, and they had a good win over Eureka. That Eureka team, they had a kid that had set that night, right, set their school record for points scored, and that was part of the reason you were there. I know you were there to help get highlights of us, but um, you were also there to help with the Peoria station, right? Oh, yeah. You know, this, this is how these things work, right? Awesome. Especially here in Central Illinois where some of these conferences are uh, on those broadcast lines. But, yeah, Eureka, they're missing, I think, their two best players. But that wow. senior, uh, pretty good, yes. you know, setting the all-time school record. So, you know, we're, we're helping them out also getting SDM highlights. I think things got worse for them once I left, so I should have really just stayed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we got were, a little bit closer. It was close. We were up like twenty to eight. You left, and then everything. I, they must have just been showing off for the camera, I guess. And then when you left, they're like, "Well, we don't have anything to play for." But no, they did. They did I, hold on. So that 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 was good to hear. Well, Andy Olson, we're going to talk some high school basketball, girls and boys coming up here pretty quick. Here, Andy Olson from Channel Three joining us kindly enough on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Let's start with Illinois basketball, ranked ten 
in the country. Brad Underwood, obviously with a older team this season, did a lot of that via the portal. I'll start with this. Did you have any thoughts to Marcus Damask being as good as he has? You, I, you know, I'm an MVC guy. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. Give him the benefit benefit of the doubt. You know, he went to SIU and I went to Illinois State, but Boo. I don't think I had uh, this kind of, uh, or I, I expected this from Marcus Damask this season, right. or from any of the transfers. You know, Quincy Garrier comes in with uh, his stops, Syracuse and Oregon, uh, but he stepped up in big games this season. And Justin Harmon, I mean, his ascension from JUCO to or he's at in the Big Ten now uh, has been incredible, and he's really you know filled in that role. But uh, especially those six games without Terrence Shannon Jr., the way yes. that Marcus Damask was able to to step up and, and be that go-to guy was something that I don't think you could have anticipated coming in. I don't know if the coaching staff necessarily anticipated that much production from him, but they are certainly taking it, and it shows that uh, you know Illinois could be a force here in uh, these final few weeks. Without a doubt, the Terrence Shannon, you brought that up. I don't like to recreate that memory of the day that we found out and then everything after that leading up to the day that he was then reinstated, essentially. And with the court date set like it is, it sounds like he could be fine to play the rest of the season and and Illinois could you know take advantage, I guess, of having Terrence Shannon out there, but yet there still kind of hangs over the, the thought of what's going to happen with him. And it's kind of interesting how it's kind of backed into the back of my mind now, and I, I, I don't really think about it. Even when I'm watching a game, I don't really think about that anymore, but it is still out there, and I'm sure I guarantee you Terrence thinks about it. But, you know, in sports, when we cover sports, Andy, it's we kind of do it because we don't want to do news, right? I mean, we don't want to do that kind of stuff, and – but every once in a while, you have a you have a report or a uh, story like this that comes out. What was that like for you guys at at Channel Three Sports when you, you know you're hearing that and and then kind of covering that as you go, knowing you've got to kind of dig into some 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 areas you're not comfortable uh, in talking about. And I know that was the case here on the radio. But what was that like for you guys when all that broke and and now leading up to the fact that he's back? Oh, it's definitely not the first time for any of us at Channel 3. I know Brett has had to do this kind of stuff before. I kind of had to dig back to my time. Astute viewers from uh, a couple years ago will remember the time that I was uh, just a regular news reporter at Channel 3. Oh, that's not right. Sports. So I, I had to dig back into some of those days. You know, you're making calls with lawyers and stuff like that. And it's You said it correctly. Like, we, not necessarily... Uh, what we do dealing with uh, these kinds of legal matters on a daily basis in sports. But it's also important to make sure we get all the facts right, sure. try and get as much as we can out there. So when all of this was coming out, it was really, I know it was a whirlwind for us. I'm sure it was a whirlwind for everyone on the beat. Um, and the most important thing was trying to cover it with grace and, and covering it and getting all the facts right. Uh, and it was definitely a whirlwind when the countersuit came out in the beginning of January where uh, Terrence was looking for that temporary restraining order. Brett was on vacation, so it was all all me taking oh, care of boy. that, trying to work with our news department. And uh, they did, of course, a great job, uh, some of our reporters as well. as uh, you know, it's a, it, it really transcends sports at that moment. It becomes a big news story, not just uh, for the, the, the D block in, uh, in the newscast. It, it becomes lead story at that point. Uh, so... It, like you said, with the court date coming up in May for his uh, criminal case in Kansas, it seems like th this is just going to be the status quo for the rest of the season. Uh, I never thought that I would see Terrence Shannon Jr. play again for the Illini at points during this whole process. But, uh, you know, I don't think there has something that has ever played out the way that it has. So we uh, happened. But with that case, not being until way after the season. I think this is just how it's going to be the rest of the year. We have to keep that that court case in mind and uh, just kind of the way it is as far as basketball, which I think is what we can mainly focus on as far as our reporting uh, with that case kind of stagnant at the moment. We'll see how it affects uh, a couple of games on the road. Sure. Western was particularly harsh. Uh, we'll see if the Illini can kind of put this cloud that's been hanging over them since then kind of behind them as uh, they get towards the end of the season here. Are you noticing that Shannon's starting to kind of get back and this team's kind of getting back to where they were pre all of that? Uh, obviously they clicked crazy well against Missouri and that was just a dominant thing, but 
you know, th- that, that team was rolling then, and then you lose Shannon, and now you, then you get him back, and, and you know, that, that takes some adjustments. Are you getting the sense that this squad is kind of getting closer to being back to what it was? Yeah, I think so, and I, I don't know if being back words the way that I would describe it. It okay. seems like they need to mesh the two different types of styles that they found themselves playing with. One being the way that they were playing before Shannon's suspension. You mentioned that in this game, Bragging Right. That was one of the best games I'd seen from an Alani mm. team probably in the entire time that I had been here. It was just so good. And then you have to remember those six games without Shannon, besides that Maryland game, Illinois was playing really well too, where they had guys like DeMatt. Coleman Hawkins, you know, Gary A stepping up in different games. Now that you're reintroducing him back into the lineup, I feel like you have to mesh the way that those teams are playing where Shannon can still be that go-to guy, go get you some points. The number one on the scouting report for the other or scouting report for the other team. But yes, you know, you also have these other guys where they can step up and, and make big plays as well, be able to be that go-to guy for that night. Uh, and I think if they mesh those two types of styles, then that creates a really dangerous team that maybe was lacking something if Shannon was having an off night earlier in the season. Andy Olson, Channel 3, does a wonderful job there. He also wears makeup. And he wears shorts <laughs> underneath the uh, – do you still do you do the shorts thing and then the suit and tie up, up, front, up top? I wish. Do you not want to give I that away? You guys are standing now. Would, yeah, yeah, we got the new studio, so we got to stand in front of the wall, which means pants at all times. Ah, that's uh, it, it used to, you know, when you used to have the desk, you know, you just put the shirt and tie on top. Now that's a little, you know, inside baseball type of thing with TV uh, news. But uh, that, you know, the amount of people who probably had no idea that, uh, <laughs> there were some gym shorts <laughs> underneath the desk for these sports guys for for. Oh, was that something you pulled off? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't ever wear <laughs> slacks, so I mean, it's just it's always. In fact, today I got jeans on, which is weird, but yeah, it's normally shorts all year long. And we never, when I back in my day, we never stood up. We weren't cool like that, so we just sat and and it worked out. Per- I think you ought to be bold, Andy, and just bring the shorts out. Just see what management says, and then if they come to you and they yell at you, you're just like, well, Lante told me to do this once and see what the reaction was. I think viewers would love it. I think we lost him. <laughs> Did we lose you, Andy? Or are you still there? Uh-oh. I think we lost him. Here's what we'll do. Let's let's uh he'll probably call back. So let's do that. <laughs> Dang it, I was right on the I wanted to, I wanted to hear what he was gonna say. Maybe the management clipped his phone when they heard that. And they're like, no, he's not wearing shorts on the air, so we're not doing that. Let's play let's take a quick break. And we'll get Andy back on the line here and uh, continue our conversation with Andy Olson back in like 30. Let's do that. It is The Drive. You've heard about the doggy bag, right? From Bulldog Disposal Muhammad, a six-cubic-yard canvas bag that can be used for easy cleanup instead of a big dumpster. The one-time-use bag is now available, and you can save the delivery charge. Get the doggy bag at Do It Best Hardware in Champaign at 107 West Springfield. So fill up the bag, call Bulldog Disposal, have it disposed of, and you'll be organized. Go to bulldoggybag.com for all the details. That's bulldoggybag.com. You've changed thousands of diapers, played hours of peekaboo and duck duck goose because you'd do anything for your kids. That's why it's so important to protect them with life insurance from State Farm. State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw will help make it easy and affordable to help you protect your family no matter what the future holds. Because for the people you do anything for, life insurance could mean everything. Call State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw in Champaign-Urbana today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Head back to the Tapman's phone line. We have Andy Olson. I asked the question about just be bold, wear shorts. I think your maybe WCIA management clipped our our line or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's let's just bring the shorts out one time. See what happens, Andy. I think you got to do it. I was saying that NBA players have done it before, yeah. right? LeBron has showed up to a press conference like that. I don't see why not. <laughs> you and Russ, you know, you and you and Westbrook, exactly. Do your own thing. All right, let's on a on a not a great note. Last year was such a phenomenal season for Illinois women's basketball, and it captured everybody around here, and everybody got into it. It was awesome to see Shauna Green squad make the NCAA tournament. They returned basically everybody, Andy, but they just haven't won 
at that type of clip. I know I watched that Notre Dame game early in the year, and Notre Dame's really good, but Illinois hung with them in that game. What has happened to this Illini women's program, and uh, is, is it alarming, or is this just kind of a step back, and then we'll kind of start treading forward again? I think you can consider it somewhat alarming. I don't think that that's, uh, that's a bad maybe, maybe verb to use about uh, what is going on. Something that you, you do have to look at, though, is that they're somewhat unlucky in a lot of these games. Mm. I'm looking through the schedule right now trying to, to count up the amount of, we'll call them less than 10-point losses. So they're one against Marquette. Uh, you got one later in the year, bragging rights against Missouri, one point loss to Arkansas, Indiana, ranked team, right. Wisconsin, Nebraska, uh, Maryland, like almost all of their losses have been less than 10 points, which wow. tells me that they're in almost every single game. It's just about being able to get over that finish line. I mean, there was a point where they hadn't won against a high major team into the new calendar year. You start 2023 and they had only beaten up on low-major, mid-major squads. Uh, eventually, that had been uh, they got the monkey off their back there, and was, they were actually winning at uh, quite a nice pace in these last few games. They went over Minnesota right. and Michigan and almost went to Purdue and uh, beat the Boilermakers in their most recent game after being down 14 at one point, pushed that one to overtime. Uh, so it hurts when you lose your best player for the first few games of the year. Makairo Cook uh, was dealing with concussion-like symptoms after... Uh, uh, injury that she suffered in the exhibition game. So uh, trying to get her up to speed at the beginning of the year definitely slowed things down. No doubt. Um, but, you know, it's still a, a long year to go. And what I have found through a year and a half of Shauna Green being the head coach for Illinois women's basketball is that she does not accept uh, anything <laughs> less than the best. So I know that she's definitely going to be on the squad to try and finish out the year strong. And when you look to next year, you, despite who they're losing, they got a, a five-star recruit stud. coming in in Barry Wallace, uh, who is a stud. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how exactly things go for them uh, in the next year or so. But I, I would not be surprised to see maybe that luck seesaw back in their way towards the end of this season. It might be a fun Big Ten women's basketball tournament as well. I mean, I could see Illinois making a nice run in that, knowing they've got the pieces to do it. Maybe luck kind of switches. Is that in Minneapolis like the guys – Yes, it is this year okay. once again. Okay. Well, maybe we'll maybe maybe they can make a run there and and try to capture that, win that and and make a tournament again. That'd be that'd be a great finish to the season and it would be awesome to see. All right, football it wise. Sure would be. I don't know how anyone's beating Caitlin Clark though. Oh, well, right. <laughs> maybe she, she she is selling out arenas all over the country. Isn't it amazing how many national televised games that yeah. I was on? And and deservedly so. I've watched I think if they've had four, I've watched three of them. She is fun. And there's others on that team that are fun to watch. And I'm still kicking myself for not going last season to that Illinois-Iowa game here. Yeah. And, of course, Illinois got the win. That would have been a win-win to see her play and Illinois gets the win. But I don't think Caitlin Clark mania had taken over quite yet. And now, obviously, it's in full bloom. And now you see the freshman from USC that set, like, the scoring record for uh, is her name like Lulu or or something? And she had like 50-some points the other night for USC. So you, you're going to see women's basketball now start churning out better and better players that are, that are just must-watch TV, I think. I truly think, you know, we copycat things, and I think Caitlin Clark is going to start a really nice line of, of developing uh, girls that turn into unbelievable women's college basketball players. Let's hope so, man. She is fun to watch. And you're speaking of nationally televised games. Illinois gets one of them when they go to Iowa City this year. That that one's on Fox Sports 1. So Illinois gets to show out in the big time on the national stage as well. I don't know how they plan on stopping Caitlin Clark, but (laughs) uh, they definitely are going to relish the opportunity, I think, for sure. Is there a zone that stretches the half court? I I mean, I I don't know how else to beat her. (laughs) I mean, just make her take take shots from the other side of the court. All right, we got to wrap things up here with high school basketball. we got about five minutes to go through this. The girls' regionals getting set to begin. I know one team that – I don't know how many people in Lincoln, Illinois, listen to us. Maybe we've got a few. But I know Lincoln, the girls' basketball team over there, Andy, That is that the best team in our area? I think it's probably one of the best teams 
in the state for wow. the past two years, Lon. Like, uh, they have Chloe Froby, who is going to Colorado State uh, to play basketball. Uh, and she is the all-time scoring record there, over 3,000 points. Like, it's played on varsity since her freshman year. Uh, and, you know, they're not in the Apollo anymore, but I know the Apollo teams in the area certainly know what she can do. Uh, and what's nice uh, about last year's team that went undefeated all the way up until the 3A championship game, they didn't lose a single player. No seniors on that team brought everyone back. And when you go back-to-back undefeated regular seasons and don't win the championship, mm. I think they're going to have a have a vengeance on 3A this year, if I had to guess. So she, I just did this 3,000 divided by like 120, which is about what you play about 30 games a year in high school, and she still has games. That's like 25 a game your entire career. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that would be fun. That'd be cool to be that parent. You know, like know that your kids just know. throwing up twenty five every game. It's like, let's go. What happened to my kids? Dang it! Oh well, they disappointed me again, Andy. Uh, hey, wh- who else are we talking about uh, in t- on the girls' side? Who else are we talking about around this area? You think they could do some damage here in the postseason? Uh, Mount Zion. We're going to talk about them ah. on the boys' side. Uh, has Denver Anderson, and we're going to talk about her younger brother as well. But she's the all time leading scorer for the Braves. I've had a so-so middle of the year here, but I would not be surprised with someone of her prowess being able to, to get them to a trophy, uh, maybe more than that. But uh, Unity, always a good spot. Yeah. Scola, I think, is one to watch yep. out for uh, in 1A this year. They are 23-2 uh, so far. Wow. Uh, if you look at the rankings for the IHSA, they're ranked 8th in Class 1A right now. We all, we all know the Class 1A. You may not run into those... Uh, those bigger schools up north, like sure. maybe you will at some of those these bigger classes. But uh, Mount Zion is definitely one I got my eye on, as well as Casola. Uh, and a shout-out to Watsika as well. Yeah. They're 22-3, and three, uh, so they're definitely hoping to get at least one trophy, maybe get to a sectional final, win that too as well. Took a trek to Watsika this year. I hadn't been there in a long time. Coach Colbecker, I believe, is still the coach at Tuscola. Does a great job. And, of course, the Boyers that have come through that program. And, and I mean, they're, they're just, that's just a solid – that's just a solid athletic program we know every year in Tuscola. And one team that the girls will probably run into, I would assume, is what the boys are going to run into, and that's St. Anthony down in Effingham. I think that program has good girls and boys, and, and it looks like it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a crash course on both sides with boys and girls between Tuscola and St. Anthony in those subsectionals. That could be some interesting basketball. Yeah, oh boy, St. Anthony – uh, they play good defense, man. I was down at, for the boys' game uh, for their clash with uh, Tutopolis, which is always a fun oh. one in Effingham County. Uh, great defense being played. Like, you know, sometimes maybe you get a, a stinker of a game where it's, you know, no one's scoring, and that's why the scores low. The low was scoring this one because they were playing really good defense. I, uh, I so saw both your highlights boys and that, girls yeah. excited for that. Yeah. I apologize. I interrupted. I, I, I saw your highlights of that game, and, and St. Anthony, I think, won by 22, right, over T-Town? Not many yeah. teams do that to T-Town. No, not – I mean, T-Town, that's, that's what they live for down there is basketball. So, yep. uh, St. Anthony, same for them. They are going to be ones to watch out for this year. Uh, they also live for beer. I know very well that that's the case. I, I've, I've had plenty with the T-Town boys down there, so I know for a fact they live for that. All right, on the boys' side go. as well, not only Tuscola really good – Clinton having a great year over there, the Maroons. Oh, my goodness. Clinton with a, a double OT win over Warrensburg Latham last wow. night. Uh, huge win for them. Uh, just the CIC in general. Yes. Craziness this year. Shelbyville, Tuscola, Clinton, all 20-plus wins for each one of those squads. Wow. Uh, no idea who, what the, the conference title is going to come down to there. Uh, but Shelbyville, uh, maybe a little sneaky as well. They they are a very good squad this year. They had a good football team the past few years as well. They just have athletes in this class right now. Uh, the CIC, I, I'm excited to see what comes out of there. Uh, and, you know, the IPC, always uh, a battle as well. You know very well. Right. You know, being St. Thomas Moore. Uh, I think it's going to be SJO coming out of there. They don't have the best overall record, but 7-0 right now. Luke Landris, which, by the way, Illinois baseball commit, yes. really good at basketball as well. Uh, Logan Smith, not saying that SJO this year without Ty Penn, Illinois State's uh, freshman this year, uh, is better. But I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't go out of, or about saying that they might be as good as last year's teams. 
with Ty Pence. And uh, Unity, number five no right doubt. now in their class, 23-2. and two. Uh, Dalton O'Neill. He's lighting it up under, lately. They are, <laughs> they, they are a very good squad. The IPC just has really good teams. It feels like every year, but this year is specifically sticking out to me as well. Yeah, let me tell you, as the, as the 1A school in that conference, I, I do not enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not enjoy the run for the imagine. IPC. Uh, yeah, unit, Adult O'Neill's lighting things up. He's getting in the 20s now. Uh, the last few games, you got Eric Meback, who does a big role on that team, and 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 others, obviously, that Jay Saunders, et cetera. So that's going to be fun. Tanner Jacob, Tanner Seams over at, uh, at, at St. Joe. Those are two good teams. I know STM, the team that Andrew plays on, they've won 19 games basically playing, you know, close to a 2A schedule. They've done some good stuff, yeah. and you know, won a good game against Oakwood. That's a team that's resurging now. Bismarck Henning, Gary Tidwell's got that squad Always. rolling. There are Always. some really good teams in this area. One that I think is probably the best team. I'm going to go out and, and go on a limb and say that Mountain Zion boys, ah. I think, have the best team in the area right now. They are 25-1. and One, one loss. Wow is to the reigning 3A champion, Metamora. Uh, J.C. Anderson, who we talked a little yes. bit about earlier uh, in correlation with his older sister, Denver, just a sophomore, <laughs> uh, a huge presence down low, has an Illinois football offer. Uh, you know, he's 6'7". Of course, he's going to be a great tight end. He's right. getting these Big Ten offers. All name team members, too, want to shout out Owen Owens. Owen Ezra, Owens. Owen Owens. <laughs> Love the name. Mountain Zion <laughs> is rolling this year. That is and, awesome. Uh, they are the number five team in 3A right now, which when you think about all that 3A encompasses with the entire state, that is saying a lot. Wow. Uh, so if there's one team that's the best in the area, I got to go with the Braves, I think. We got 15 seconds, Andy. How about Champaign Central, Centennial, Urbana? Are, are any of those teams have a chance of doing some damage? My sneaky team to watch out for in the postseason is Centennial. They may not have the overall record, but 7-2 and two in the Big 12. Jaden Schilb, the sophomore, is really good. O'Neal Johnson leading them as well. I think they have the chance to win a trophy, maybe more. Andy Olson, you are a professional getting out in 15, exactly 14 seconds. That's what he does. <laughs> That's why TV people like Andy and I are cool and we're great at this, what we do, because we have to – we get limited. Two minutes. Like, we're like, we can push as much stuff as we can into two minutes. Andy, it's been a pleasure, buddy. We'll do it again, and we always appreciate your time, my friend. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. Great stuff there. Great stuff. How about I do some work right before we take the break? And I'll go quick here. Kyle, while millions of people dream of entrepreneurship, fear of failure often holds them back. Busey wants you to know that with knowledge, determination, and a strong business plan, you can be the next successful entrepreneur. I don't know if I ever say that right. Age is a number. Most significant numbers of entrepreneurs are nearly 45 years old. How about that? Well, that's I don't have a chance then. Uh, and it's not genetic. You don't have to come from success to be successful. The following are vital for a successful startup. The business plan, of course, that helps you achieve short-term goals. And the execution, putting extra time and hard work, is crucial. Busey can help you with that, with their Busey Wealth Management Squad. Make sure you get in touch with Busey to help you become the next great entrepreneur. We're out, at least for this hour. It is The Drive.